Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. The Gospel of John. I'm going to go back. I, I, I really didn't get finished with what I was teaching last week on Mary and the Incarnation. I want to go back there and teach on it here, here in a minute, but I want to I want to kind of come from a different angle. I like what a minister said years ago. He said, the Word of God, the revelation of the Word of God is like climbing up a mountain. And Lee and I, we used to go to the mountains and ski a lot when we used to travel and our schedule would take us into Colorado in the wintertime. We would go to the Rocky Mountains and snow ski and they, they're beautiful. I mean, they're awesome, you know. And, uh, uh, but what this minister said is you, you climb up the north side of a mountain, all you're going to get is the north view. You climb up the south side, all you're going to get is the south view. You climb up the east side, all you're going to get the east view. The west side, all you... And did you know no other literature in the world is like that because no other literature in the world is spiritual? So there can be a different view. I know a scripture that was very uh, popular and used in our family for many years and still used in our family as a tradition because we've seen such results is Ezekiel 16.6 which we use for any type of injury that causes blood flow. Uh, one of the most amazing testimonies I heard about that scripture is Dr. Oral Roberts was in surgery, and they were doing surgery on his nose. He had some kind of thing that went on on the inside of his nose, and they hit something or clipped something, and it caused a, a, an unrestricted flow of blood, and they couldn't, those doctors couldn't stop it. And they were alarmed that Dr. Roberts would bleed out, so they woke him up from the anesthesia. And this is what they said, lay your hands on your nose, Dr. Roberts. And he laid his hands on his nose, and he began to quote Ezekiel 16, 6, when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, live, and instantly that blood stopped. Well, I've seen it in my own life. My grandmother used it powerfully in our lives whenever we do stupid things and end up with some nasty gash, you know. Believe She'd always take her hands, lay it on our, uh, my, my foot. I stepped on Somebody had taken a Coke bottle, stuck it in the ground, and broke it off. And I stepped on it and twisted on it. Game of chase, yeah. It was nasty. Man, when that blood gushing out, she ran out there, laid her hands on it, quoted that scripture, and it instantly stopped bleeding. But that scripture has nothing to do with healing in its setting. Did you know that? It's actually talking about the nation of Israel and their iniquity and how God would bring cleansing and healing to it. But did you know we climbed up another side of that mountain and we saw its healing power. Amen. That doesn't mean we have the ability to distort or, or twist Scripture. But it's not, now listen to me. This may help some of you this morning. It's not the heads of theological seminaries that determine how we should view the Word of God. That job has already been given to the Holy Ghost. He is the one that rightly divides the Word of God and gives us revelation so that that revelation can impart faith and that faith can appropriate the provision of God. Isn't that cool how God does that? Now, in John chapter 3, we'll, we'll look at two scriptures, John chapter 3 and then we'll go to John chapter 10 and then we'll go right back to Luke chapter 2. And I won't take a lot of time, but I think you'll find this uh, 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 very interesting. Plus, it'll give you some revelation. Verse 1 of John chapter 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, 
Except a man be born again, he cannot see, understand, comprehend, or enter into the kingdom of God or the method or the way God does things. Amen? The world does not understand anything about the kingdom of God because their eyes are not enlightened. Now, let me say this, and I don't do this to brag, and there's no way that I, I, I do this to in any way try to exalt us above anybody else because we're just common people. I like what the Bible says. The common people received him gladly. So I like to keep us at a real common level. I mean, I don't try to exalt our ministry like you. I mean, I've been around preachers, you know, that they sit on thrones on their platform and stuff like that, but we don't do that around here. You say, why not? Well, we're just like, we're just like you guys except for one thing. I have a pastoral and a teaching gift. Amen. But in this scripture here, we see a phrase that a lot of times people are very confused about. And a lot of people think that maybe somebody else coined this phrase, but nobody else did but Jesus. He said, you must be born again. That is a strange concept because Nicodemus himself said, what are you talking about? But in reality, the born again experience, which is your entrance into the kingdom of God, is that which God has provided for us in Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection, where you can be born into the human family and all the attributes of whatever family you're born into are transferred to you, which means uh, your, your ethnic background, your, your geographical location, your, 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 you know, all kinds of different things. You, you know, people look like their mother or their dad. There's all kinds of, quote, inheritances. But the problem is there is an inheritance in the human family that is destructive and deadly, and that's called iniquity. And it got in there by the devil. The devil put it in there when man or original sin happened in the garden. So Jesus recognized and realized his assignment and mission was to complete that which God told for him to do. And actually what the Bible says, he made a way where there seemed to be no way. That was the way into the kingdom of God, which comes through the new birth or being born again. Your first birth is a birth into the physical realm. Your new birth is a birth into the spiritual realm. Every person who has not been born again in the spirit realm, they are dead or separated from God. But thank God the, the day that you said yes to Jesus Christ, the day you got born again, all of that was eradicated through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You stepped out of the human family and you stepped into God's family. And now the kingdom of God became the preeminent force in your life. Whether you recognize it or not, the more you accept it, the more it works. The more you reject it, the less it works. You become a threat to the world kingdom, to the world system and its kingdom. Right now, you must understand something about who you are. Even governments are classifying people like us. And it does not matter what your political affiliation with. Just the fact that you are a Christian or a believer, you are now looked at with disdain and classified in some places as terrorist. Do you know that? Do you understand? This is the type of things we're navigating. I mean, you know, we live in Texas and things have not been near as, as draconian as they are in some other places. But I'm telling you, it's out there and we're going to see more and more of it. And we're going to see more and more persecution in the church. But the good news is when there's persecution, there's revival. Amen. I mean, when they persecuted that early church, they prayed, Lord, behold their threatenings, but grant unto thy servants with boldness will speak your word. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child Jesus. A lot of churches don't have signs, wonders, and miracles because they're afraid to. We're afraid not to. So Jesus said, you must be born again. Everybody say, born again. It is a new birth. It is the second birth. Now, then he says this, and we'll go to... Uh, Nicodemus said unto him, 
How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in again into the second time? Excuse me. Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered. Now notice this. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now listen. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm educated with nine months of Bible school. That's how long I went to Bible school. I graduated, graduated with honors. Amen. I didn't go to 12 years of seminary. But what amazes me is there are men and women that have gone to years and years of seminary and they ain't got a clue about what that one scripture says. They think the water being talked about there is water baptism. That's not water baptism. Water baptism does not get you into the kingdom of God. Jesus just said what got us into the kingdom of God and that is the new birth. You say, why are you saying that, Pastor? Because I want you to understand this morning, in the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, his entrance to the earth in a physical body was not done illegally. It was done legally according to the laws of creation. Are you with me? Number one thing that qualifies you for being born again is being born of water. What is that, Pastor? That's being born onto the earth as a human being. All of us came by the water of our birth. Right. Ladies that, 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 have, that have had children, I know I was there when Breland was born, there is a water. There is that which the child grows in and that birthing of that human being gives him a license or a right. Your physical body is literally like your driver's license. Amen. Without a driver's license, you are what? Here illegally. Right. Oh, excuse me, you're driving illegally. Without a body, you are here illegally. Amen? Amen? We don't like uninvited guests in our services. You say, you mean they're uninvited guests? Yeah, they're demons and powers, so therefore in prayer we bind them. Amen. We say in the name of Jesus, you cannot disrupt our service. You cannot do this. You cannot, I mean, we just name it and we just keep that stuff under the blood. Amen? Amen. But you must, everybody say must. You must be born again. A lot of people stand back and they look at Christianity and they see the hypocrisy and they say, yeah, sure, it's all there. But you've got to understand, unless you're born again, you're looking at something you know nothing about. You can have a spiritual opinion. You can have an opinion of what you think may or may not be, well, what God may or may not be about. But until you're born again, you are literally blinded. You have no sight into the kingdom realm, and you literally have no understanding of it. Now, go to John chapter 10 real quick. Then we'll go to Luke chapter 2. John chapter 10, Jesus speaking to us here, which, which I think this is... One of, the most, one of the most profound scriptures of the Bible is in John chapter 10. Let me get over here to it. Gospel of John chapter 10. Now notice, look there in verse 7. It said, Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily I say unto you. Now notice this. I am the door of the sheep. Do you see that? Just a simple phrase. I am the door of the sheep. Now, everyone in here should have stood up and started rejoicing. You say, why not? You cannot legally go into the spirit realm without a legal door. You say, well, what about all these people messing with Ouija boards and these seances? It's all illegal. None of it's legal. I'm not talking about our... our, our uh, our natural laws, I'm sure, you know, our natural laws will let you do anything you want to when it comes to that kind of stuff. They kind of, they kind of classify it under freedom of religion. <laughs> it isn't religion. Stupidity is not religion. Amen. 
But you cannot go into the spirit realm legally unless you go through a legal door. Now notice this. Jesus says, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. So if you're a sheep, you ought to rejoice that Jesus has given you an entrance into the realm of the Spirit. I like that. All that ever came before me are what? Thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear. Now listen, what Satan did in the garden, listen to me, was illegal. You say, well, how do you know it was illegal? Because of the curse that came on the serpent. I don't know how many other animals that Satan went to and they said, nope. The giraffe said, nope. The elephant said, nope. The lion said, nope. All of them said, no, but the snake said, yes. And when the snake said, yes, something illegal happened in the creation of God. An illegal entrance from the spirit realm into the natural realm took place and an animal who does not have the ability to assimilate and transmit thought spoke out of his mouth and spoke a lie to God's creation. Amen? Now that helps you understand why things are the way they are. It says, all all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear. Now notice this. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Did you get that? And go in and out and find pasture, nourishment, or provision. That means, listen to me. You've got to get this scripture. Jesus said, according to my legal invitation and that which I am fixing to do, you are going to be able to go in and out of the spirit realm and find provision in the spirit realm and bring it into the realm in which you need it. Oh, somebody ought to get excited about that. Religion has taught against that. Religion has preached against that. It's come up with this crazy doctrine of these denominations that God is not active anymore, that God has no power, that God has reserved His power for heaven and another dispensation, which is absolutely wrong. Let me finish the scripture. We'll go to Luke 2. This should be a scripture that has every type of mark in your Bible on it. Verse 10. The thief, so what's he called the devil? The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Do you see that in red letters in your Bible? The thief, the thief, who is the thief? Let me help you. That is Satan, that is Lucifer, that's the devil and everybody connected to him. And he comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, anything in your life that has been stolen, killed, or destroyed from you, that's the devil doing his ministry against your life. I get pretty upset when I see things get stolen from me, destroyed. Amen? You say, why? I know it's the devil. But I know I also have a legal right to use the name of Jesus, the power of the Word of God, and to do that which God says to do in order to keep the devil in his place, which is under our feet. You say, well, the devil just beat me up my life. Say, well, get him off of your life and get him under your feet. How does that happen? By faith and through confession. Now notice this. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. But now listen to this. 
I am come. I am come. This is God speaking to us. I am come that you might have life. Notice he didn't say I'm come that you might have a life. No. He said I'm come that you have life. That is the word Z-O-E, Zoe, which is literally translated from the Greek. It means the same type of life that God himself enjoys. The God kind of life. Oh, I'm telling you, if you don't get excited over that. Let me just say this. You ain't got nothing better. Pastor, I have a trillion dollars in the bank. It's not better. It will not buy you salvation. I'm the most famous person on the earth. It does not help you one single bit in the view of eternity. It will not get you into heaven. You must be born again. And you have to understand Jesus did not come to give us a religious concept. He came to give us Zoe. He came to give us life. Then he said this, not only have I come to give you life, I've come to give it to you in abundance. Do you know what the word abundance means? Unmeasured qualities. life do you want? Amen. 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 Now, with that in mind, let's go back to Luke chapter 2. Let's go back to the manger. Amen. The incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ was the legal entrance of Jesus into the earth. He came by the water of his mother's womb. An absolute miracle. A virgin conceived and remained a virgin. I think you missed that one. A virgin conceived and remained a virgin. Amen? And Jesus was born in the birthing trough of Bethlehem, Judea, in which they took the spotless lambs carried them very carefully and wrapped them in, in strips of cloth and laid them in soft hay in a manger as to prevent any blemish from taking place upon their flesh so that they could be offered at Passover as spotless lambs, Amen. the best of the flock. That's where Jesus was laid. Mary struggled as we do, as all of us have struggled with scriptures and words from God. The Bible said she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. It says, that, it says that she said to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Recognizing the impossibility of what God was telling her to do. I'm telling you there's so much revelation in the story of the incarnation that applies unto us today. But one that does not apply to you is you will not have a child this way. You say, why do you say that? Because I've had a few over the years that thought they would. That's why you got to be careful of the devil. Amen. No, there was only one. There was one Adam, then there was the last Adam, Jesus. And he came through the water of the womb of a virgin. Amen. Now, she struggled in her mind. How many of us struggle with our minds when the word comes? Sure we do. We know that's where the fight of faith takes place. Secondly, she considered the impossibility of what God told her to do. I'm going to tell you something about God because he's told me to do some things over the past 30-something years that I've served him. He'll never tell you to do anything that's possible for you to do. Amen. 
If it's possible for you to do it, you just go ahead and do it. You don't need God. But if it's impossible, you'll have to have God to do it. Amen. And that, 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 that angel saw the dilemma he was in. So he reached up into the revelation of God Almighty and pulled down this powerful scripture. For with God, for with God, for with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Then Mary made that beautiful statement, that statement of faith that caused the logos of the word of God to turn into the rhema. She said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word or according to this rhema, this word that's alive in me and the word of God that had been spoken ever since Genesis 3.15 swirled in the heavenlies and came right down into her physical body and Jesus was conceived in her womb. But that's not the end of the story. Now notice. Oh, I got a couple of minutes. Let me do it like this. Let me find my reference here. Where am I at? Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. And let's go down to verse. Let's go down to verse 30. It looks like 36, 38, 39, something like that. Starts with the word and Mary. Amen. 39, there it is. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Now, reference was made to Elizabeth by the angel as he spoke of Elizabeth being with child, and she was one that was called barren. Now barren is fixing to be barren. So notice, now what she do? She went up, she got up, and she went and found her another carrier. Let me tell you something, church. Your spirituality is so connected to the people you hang around with that if you don't hang around the right people, they're going to eat you up and they're going to deposit doubt into you, fear into you, and steal everything the enemy's trying to put, uh, steal everything the Lord's trying to put into you. And, and, that, and unbeknownst unto them, unconsciously to them, they'll be being used by the enemy to steal the seed of God from your life. Well, uh, no, aren't we supposed to love people? Yes, we are. But instead of them influencing us, we need to be influencing them. And if you're not influencing those that you're, that you're around and they're influencing you, they're pulling you out of the kingdom. And there's a lot of that going on right now. And you've got to make a decision. I, I tell you what, I've come too far. I fought too hard. I know too much. At the last of the last days when this thing winds up, I'm not going to crater and end up a knucklehead out there complaining and criticizing everything God's doing. I'm going to be right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of what God's doing. Right in the middle of what. So Mary figured out there's got to be somebody else around here. I heard about my cousin Elizabeth. We called her barren her whole life. And now she's six months pregnant. What happened to Elizabeth? I'm going to go visit Elizabeth. Some of you need to go visit Elizabeth. I'm going to preach that later. Y'all put a little asterisk next to that. We'll come back to that. Amen. Well, you'll see it as I go through this. And he entered into the house of Zacharias. She saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did this term filled with the Holy Ghost came from? We've not seen that in the entire volume of the Word of God all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. What is this phrase, filled with the Holy Ghost? Where does it come from? What dispensation is it unique to? Our dispensation. Amen? Now, can you see the scene? Here comes little Mary kind of bebopping in there, you know. She's got a story to tell. And there's Elizabeth, and she's got a story to tell. Amen? And then there's one other person there. You know who it was? John the Baptist in the womb of his mother. And when the greater got exposed to the lesser, the lesser got filled with the Holy Ghost. You say, what do you mean by the greater? There's one that's greater. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. There's one that's preeminent. There's one that sits at the head of all things. There's the one who is the preeminent and owns the preeminent name in the universe. And we are heirs and joint heirs with him. And we partake in all that he's done for us. No wonder John the Baptist just started jumping around and leaping in his mother's womb. And his mother began to what? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Only other thing I know that that can mean is she started going, Oh, I don't think God can do that. You forgot your scripture. For with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Now, these, these two women are carrying something. Now, you have to understand, church, oh, man, I've come at this from so many different angles over the years that it's kind of hard for me to, I mean, my problem is not getting started on this chapter. It's stopping. I could literally teach on this till, till, till it got dark tonight. In reality, what is happening here is God is presenting to us a picture of our covenant in which everything that God gives us in Christ Jesus, there should be a conception of that in our spirit, a raising of it by faith, a birthing of it, and a growing of it or a walking in it. You say, what do you mean by Well, salvation, you enter in. That's the correct way to enter into the kingdom of God is you come not through works, the Bible says in the book of Titus, not by acts of righteousness which we've performed, but according to his mercy he has saved us. So we just come as we are. Thank you for your mercy, God. I mean, I was such a wreck. Good Lord. But his mercy. But his mercy. His mercy. What is mercy? His ability to stop from happening to you what should happen to you because of, quote, natural order or that which you inflict yourself with. Amen. After salvation, God expects you to what? To grow. Because you are born the first time, you have to grow. You get born again, you have to grow. And I like to say it like this. He wants you to outgrow sickness, disease, poverty, lack, depression, drug addiction, perverse lifestyle. You say, well, God got something better. God's got something a hundred times better than every bit of it. God's got something better than sin. He has righteousness. He's got something better than sickness. It's called healing and healing. Listen, thank God for healing, but God wants you walking in divine health, especially in this day and hour, especially in this day and hour. So here's Elizabeth. She's carrying John the Baptist. Mary's carrying Jesus. It says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. She spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother, now notice this, of my Lord should come to me. Now, she's not told her the story yet. Are you with me? And she basically sees into the spirit realm and says, that's my Lord. Just in seed four. He said, how come people got so excited when they found out that it was the Messiah? They got ex- the wise men got excited when they saw the star. They didn't even saw the child yet, and they got it. David said, I was glad when they said. He didn't say, I'm glad when I got to church. He said, I'm glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Oh, no. So I got to go back to what Roland said about Psalms 103. Because see, he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy so that our youth is renewed. We read that and we go, oh, praise God. You got, listen, how few people know what it's like to be crowned. And if anyone knew what it's like to be crowned, it was the shepherd boy king who was anointed to be king, and they crowned him with the anointing. Oh, I better not. I better not. Nope, nope, nope. Better not do that. We might be here all day because you might want to stay. I will. I promise I will, I, will go that, I will go that direction for you. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now notice. Here's, I'm going to end with this verse. Verse 45, and blessed, and blessed, not blessed. The word blessed refers to deity. The word blessed refers to humanity. That's another one they got wrong in the theological seminaries, cemeteries, whatever they are, amen? (laughs) All they got to do is study the Bible. And blessed is she that believed For there shall be a performance of those things which were spoken to her from the Lord. Now that's not just a word to Mary. That's a word to you. Which is what? You are blessed. That word means to be empowered beyond your ability. You are blessed when you believe. Why? For there shall be a performance of those things which are told you by the Lord. Well, my God, we've got an entire volume of a covenant right here that he's told us that says belongs to us and we're blessed when we believe because he does what? He watches over his word to perform it. Why don't we see more signs, wonders, miracles? People don't believe. I just don't believe. Then God will step out of the realm of people's doubt and unbelief and cause moves of God to happen to show people literally, materially, and physically, this is God. This is God. I'll never forget I was in Bible school. We had a man come who was a, a, a deacon at Second Baptist Church. I think Second Baptist at that time had close to 15,000 members. Lakewood had about 5,000. He came to our Bible school. He had a great testimony to share. He was a man who had kidney disease and was ate up with arthritis. But at a board meeting at Second Baptist, he was chosen by a group of the men there to go to a meeting of a woman named Catherine Kuhlman and expose her as a witch. 
He positioned himself. This is, he's telling this to our Bible school class. He said, I positioned myself on the seventh row. He said, I counted them back seven rows. He said, I sat right on the aisle. And he said, at the moment when she came out, I was going to stand up and begin to holler, she's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch. Don't listen to her. He said, I was ready to do it. He said, I was sitting there. He said, the, the, the two men came out. I remember uh, uh, Dino Karstenakis and big uh, John, uh, what was his name? No one, John, John Hall was the other guy, the big baritone guy. Jimmy McDonald sang those beautiful, beautiful hymns and songs. Dino played on the piano. She came out with a chiffon dress just flowing all around. And she said, this is what she said. She said, she spun around like this and pointed right at me. She, he said, I stepped up, stepped out of my chair, buttoned my coat. She said, sir, the love of God is all over you. He said, my head hit the floor. And I was speaking in other tongues. He said, you got to understand, I'm a Baptist. I don't speak in other tongues. He said, when I got up off the floor, I felt better than I ever had. I had a doctor's appointment a week later. And the doctor went through my entire repertoire of everything that was wrong with me. And he could find nothing wrong with me. He said, what do you mean by that? God will step outside the perimeters of doubt and unbelief with gifts from God. But it shouldn't go on like that in the church. The church is called to walk in the light of the word. You're not called by God to have some great healing evangelist lay hands on you and get healed. That's for the world. That's for other people. That's for the religious people. That's for people who don't even have the faith to even believe a portion of what you know and believe. But see, that's what we're contending for. You say, why? Because there's so many people out there that are hurting. They're undone. They're without God. They're fearful. All this craziness that we're navigating, they're navigating it too. But instead of them going up like us, they're going down. They see their money being worthless. They see these pandemics, these epidemics. i tell you what, the other day, this really alarmed me. The statistics came out three quarters of the year 2021. Yeah, COVID's been devastated devastating and it doesn't really it doesn't seem like it really matters whether you're vaccinated unvaccinated what you try to it's just it's just wiping out everybody cancer's way up heart diseases way up all of these different but but all of them put this what's blew my mind death from covid death from cancer death from heart disease cancer heart disease being the two biggest killers of, of americans in america all of them put together did not amount to the amount of people that have died in the first three quarters of this year by fentanyl overdose. Fentanyl overdose. Amen? You say, what do you mean by that? There's an assault happening on the human family. There's an assault happening on the human family. And these people are as dead as if they would have been hit by lightning. And it's, 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 it's such an epic proportion. See, I understand a little bit about those things because I used to live in that type of lifestyle. But maybe people might need to hear this. They might need to understand what is happening. There's not some pharmaceutical company out there pumping this stuff out under the auspice of, of clean and, and everything well measured. No, this is, listen, this is illegal, immoral, wrong in every area. And the way they're doing it, see, back in the day, they begin to take away the drugs of my day and drug, drugs of, uh, of the generation that I lived in, they began to outlaw. One of the main ones was called methoquaalude. I don't know if everybody went through the, through the quaalude wars of South Houston. Whew, they were tough. Amen. 
But they outlawed it because it was having such a negative effect on society. Well, that doesn't stop the drug dealers. They went into the bathtubs of northern Mexico, began to make it what they called bathtub pills. And the way that happens is, is they, they, they find a chemist and people that know how to make it. And they take a bathtub. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew of times where, where, where what they called the bonding agent, which you make a pill out of, you know what it was? It was Tide detergent. It was Tide detergent. So they take and they put a bunch of Tide detergent or whatever they're going to use for a bonding agent to make pills with. They throw it in a bathtub. That's why they're called bathtub pills. And they pour that stuff in there. And they don't even really mix it. They just start making it. Some of it has nothing at all in it. Other has, others of it has just, just, just break off a piece of it. Eat it, it'll kill you. The person I was watching that was giving these statistics said that fentanyl is so potent that as much in the bottom of an eyedropper, you know how an eyedropper comes down like this? He said, look at that measure right there. That will kill you. And we've got thousands of people every week going into eternity. Not because of COVID. Not because, not because of uh, uh, cancer, heart disease. Because of a drug that's being just spread across this nation. You know what's not going on in any other nation? Did you know that's not happening in any other nation? Tragedy. Could you imagine the tragedy of a, of a, young, a young person in your life taking one pill at a party, never making it to the front door? The thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life, and you might have an abundance. Listen, the DEA can say no, the FBI, the CIA, all of the great narcotics investigators, those that apply the law. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to rise up in the spirit and say, no, no devil. You're not going to pull off a negative rapture in the last days on our watch. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. And we're going to see this thing broken over our nation. The other diseases and things, praise God. Thank God for our doctors, people that research on, on whatever side they may be on. doesn't matter. Thank God they're active doing it. But this thing here, better. This, if this is not stopped in 2022, we will see a generation of young people wiped out. Just as war has done it over the years, in the 40s, in the teens, this will do it because it is a war. It's just, they're just fighting with different, different weapons. Let me ask you a question. If every one of these people that have died in the first three quarters of the, of the year, that amount, now listen to me, I don't know if I said it, but it's not that they're equal. No, the fentanyl deaths are as much as all of them combined. Doctors, am I right? As much of it as, com that means all of the COVID deaths, all of the, all of the heart attacks, all of the cancers combined. If these were bullet holes, would our, would, our, would our response be different? See how the devil does things? That's why we have to, what? We have to side on that side of John chapter 10. The thief cometh not, but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life. It is, now listen to me. Whether we realize this or not, our assignment for life from now on, till the rapture takes place or till we go by the way of the grave. Our assignment is to apply the law 
of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus against the law of sin and death. That's why our prayer meetings are important. That, that's, that's why our, our, our meetings are important. That's why what we do is important. You say, why? Well, it saves lives. But not just saves lives to live on the earth. It saves lives and keeps them from going to an eternal hell. So everything we do, we have to ramp up. You say, why? Because everything is ramping up. Amen. And just as Mary and Elizabeth had that encounter with each other, and there was such rejoicing, and God spoke through Elizabeth, and said, there's going to be a performance of that which is spoken to of the Lord. The same thing is true for Island Church. There will be a performance of those things that are spoken to us by the Lord. And we're going to see these things come to an end or be greatly suppressed. And we're going to see the harvest of God come in. And we're going to rejoice. You say, why? Because the word of God is true. Let the word of God be true and every man a liar. Amen? Praise God. Lift up your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you this morning. We thank you that we're carrying something in our spirit man. Lord, just as Mary was impregnated with the word, in our spirit man, we are impregnated the word of salvation, the word of healing, the word of deliverance, the word of righteousness, peace, and joy. We thank you for it. Now, Father, I ask you if anyone's here, anyone here today that doesn't know you, anyone here today that's not right with you, let this be their clarion moment. December 26th, day after Christmas, 2021, let this be a time which they recognize, I need Jesus. I need the Lord. Hallelujah. Ever head bowed, ever eye closed. Real quick, nobody looking around but me. You say in your heart, Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I don't want the things coming on the earth to, to, be, to befall me. I want to be protected. I want to be safe. I want to be blessed of God. Amen? If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. You say, I need prayer. I want you to lift your hand. We're just going to ha have you pray there in your seat. We're not going to ask you to come up here. But if that's you, you say, I need to be right with God. Lift your hand right now. Anyone at all. We see those hands. You could put them down. A couple have raised your hand. Anyone else would say, that's me. I need to be right with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. That's two that have raised their hand. Anyone else? Real quick. Stand on your feet. Praise the Lord. Now, church, we're all going to pray with them right now. Let's pray with them right now. And you that raised your hand, listen, once you pray this prayer, you settle it. I'm right with God. I'm going to stay right with God. I'm going to live for God in these perilous times. Hallelujah. Y'all ready, church? Everybody, everybody in, the, everybody in the building right now, out loud. Heavenly Father, right now, openly and publicly, I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. He was born of a virgin. He did live a sinless life. He died on the cross, rose from the dead, did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, you know the areas of my life that cause me to step back and not forward. I ask you, help me in my weakness. You said where I'm weak, I should say I am strong. Thank you, Father, for the strength to serve you, for the strength to be used by you, and the strength to be blessed by you. In Jesus' name. I declare here at Island Church, December the 26th, 2021, I'm born again. I'm right with God. 
Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. I will never be the same. Never be the same in Jesus' name. Now rejoice with them. Come on, rejoice with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Praise God. Now don't forget, Wednesday night, 6.30 prayer, 7.30 service. Thursday night, prayer. And what time do we do prayer? 7? 7 o'clock for prayer. Glory to God. And then Friday night, we will meet at 6.30 to pray again. Then we're going to have a glorious New Year's Eve. We're going to end one, and we're going to blaze into another. In Jesus' name. Amen. You love the Lord. Father, thank you so much. Now, Lord, we not only lift up our present congregation, but also those that are not here. We thank you for your traveling, traveling protection that no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh our dwelling place. The angels of God have charge over us. Travel on the airways, the highways, the seaways, the railways, any other way of travel or transportation. We declare safety. We declare protection. Father, we thank you for that which is on the inside of us. Being stirred literally into a place in which you can use us at any time. Let us be a blessing to people, a problem to the adversary, a miracle in someone's life. Lord, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.